We used to be good friends, but that's all come to an end. Hello, everyone. I hope you are having a fabulous day today. This is Gabby Scott with We Are the Best of Friends Until We Weren't. We are in for a real treat on this episode because it links to the last episode. If you all recall, we had a young woman on here named Sam, and she told us about her friendship breakup story with a girl named Nicole at the time. They became really, really close in high school, were best friends, tied to the hip type of dynamic, until eventually it showed that Nicole was actually a very toxic friend. And the last straw was basically that Nicole selfishly, in her own selfish ways, dampered and kind of even ruined Sam's 18th birthday. Sam and Nicole stopping friends, but unfortunately, Sam still had to be around Nicole because they ended up going to the same school, but also because Sam's own cousin became roommates with Nicole. I know. So this obviously affected Sam personally. It affected her new boundaries with Nicole at school, and it obviously affected her relationship with her cousin. In fact, her cousin is still friends with Nicole to this day, even though Nicole is still the same toxic friend that she was when Sam and her were friends. So I had so many questions for Sam. Why would they become roommates? Why is your cousin still friends with her if she's trash and saw how she treated you? Sam obviously answered from her perspective to the best of her ability, but now let's get to the treat that we have today, which is we actually have Sam's cousin, Anne, on here with us today. I'm so, so intrigued to hear Anne's perspective on the entire situation from the beginning and into where her and Nicole stand now. So without further ado, please welcome Anne. Hi, Anne. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. Awesome. Well, I just want to say thank you for coming on. I think it's super awesome that you're here and just honestly kind of love your vulnerability to come on here. Obviously, Sam sort of explained your situation with Nicole from her perspective. So I'm really excited to see from your perspective the entire situation. Someone spoke on your behalf. Now you get to obviously tell it in detail um, from the way you lived it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. And so, yeah, of course, why don't you start with kind of telling us the background of how you two became friends, what that, that dynamic was like, and before where you two are now, just kind of tell us what that buildup was like. Sure. Um, so I met Nicole when I was actually in kindergarten. Um, we were really close friends when we were really young. Our parents were close. Um, and then as we grew older, we ended up going to separate high schools. Um, so we lost touch a little bit. But once I actually transferred high schools from my sophomore year into my junior year, and I transferred to the same high school that Sam was at, and I met Nicole through Sam um, once again, like later in life. Mm-hmm. And then that's when we started to rekindle our friendship, become close again. And we were all kind of like a big group. Um, leading after high school is when me and um, Nicole's relationship really started to blossom, just the two of us. Uh, we joined the same sorority at Colorado State. And um, we really started to become closer, just, you know, hanging out a lot, getting to know each other on like a more personal level throughout college. And that was when we decided to live together after we lived um, in the sorority house. And now we are roommates or were roommates. And that's where we stand now. Okay, awesome. Gotcha. So now, now we know the detail that you two actually knew each other early on, way before Sam and Nicole knew each other. Yes. So we knew each other first. I rekindled my friendship with her because of Sam. 
And then we kind of blossomed out to the two of us once again, once we got into college. Right. Okay. So that's important. Cause obviously now there's a little bit more history to you two versus you two were just a couple, you know, had a couple years of being close friends before college or anything like that. Yes. Okay. So before actually, so before I get to where you two are now and moving forward, the obvious question to probably a lot of people, and even I'm sure you and Sam had this conversation out of all of your sorority sisters, everyone that you knew in college, why would you become roommates and then even stay close friends with someone who hurt your cousin? And obviously they had a falling out. What was your kind of thinking uh, behind that? Um, I think my reasoning behind that was just that it was more of like a very personal issue between the two of them. Um, I understand like obviously she was hurt by her and that's important to me. But at the time, I also didn't want to discredit who Nicole was at the time um, and give her a chance to prove to me why she'd be a good friend for myself. And at the time when kind of, you know, things fell through with Sam and Nicole, me and Nicole were starting to get closer. So it was more of like a transitional period for all of us where I wasn't super close to Nicole yet. So I didn't really know her, you know, story in life, um, where she had been all the past years before we rekindled our friendship again. So me just kind of giving her that opportunity to prove to myself what kind of friend she could be to me. Um, and just allowing, you know, naturally to see how my emotions felt towards her and, at the time, we just kind of clicked right away. So it's nothing I could have really prevented slash wanted to prevent. I just wanted to allow people to be in my life that felt right at the time. And it felt right at the time. So I let it right. be. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I know it's, I can have the same thing sometimes with certain friends where you want to give everyone the same chance and know that just because two people didn't work out as friends doesn't mean it's going to be the same for you and that person as exactly. well. Exactly. So that definitely makes sense. At any point, you know, because I asked you know, Sam that question, if it affected her or hurt her in any way. And obviously she said there's been times where it has bugged her and things like that. Like at any point, did you have regret for staying friends with Nicole, if it affected you and Sam at all? Or did you kind of just enjoy Nicole's friendship for what it was worth for you? Um, I mean, not necessarily like being selfish and seeing that it was worth it for me, but also just understanding that Sam and I are also two very different people, despite mm -hmm. how close we are. Um, so understanding that friendships can be different for people with different qualities. So of course, like you said, just because the friendship didn't work out for her, didn't mean it wasn't going to work out for me. And, um, you know, I never look at life with any regrets. I think everything is worth learning a lesson. Looking back at it now, I still wouldn't change it because it's going to teach me things that I now am aware of um but I had to learn that on my own and that was through being friends with her at the time yeah absolutely I have to learn at your own time I definitely understand exactly. that so then yeah. where are you two currently like as friends Nicole where do you two stand so currently I'd say we are um I'm trying to think of the word, uh, civil. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's not in my priority to continue to reach out to her at this point. Um, we have just finished moving out of our place. I don't really plan on continuing our friendship after graduation now. I kind of want to take at least some time. Who knows? We may be friends again and be close again in the future. But as of now, it was such a toxic I'd say probably last year for our friendship that it really needs some time to breathe before we can even try and heal that wound at this point, I feel. 
Um, I'm not sure how she feels at this point. She tends to kind of brush things off and pretend things didn't happen. But this was a very impactful year for me in the sense that it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, obviously. Um, and I need to do what's best for myself. And just like Sam did, I think it's, you know, time to kind of cut ties and go our separate ways and grow as individuals before we come back and be friends again, if that's a possibility in the future. Yeah, I definitely, definitely respect that. And it's always probably the best time when you're going through a transitional period where you have to really evaluate, okay, who am I trying to take now into my next phase of life versus some people exactly. that it was fun while it lasted and now we need to move forward and do something different. Exactly. And I think this is a huge growth period. Obviously, post-grad life is a really difficult time. And I think it's important to surround yourself with the people that are going to, you know, include positive things for your future and help you manifest what you're really trying to do with your life. And at this point and at this stage in my life, it's definitely the best decision for me to just let that go for now. And it's something I've come to terms with and I'm very okay with. So. Okay. That's awesome. So that's definitely one thing, you know, Sam mentioned was, now, obviously, you're saying you're okay with letting go of that friendship, but at least from her, from what Sam told me, is like there was still a lot of things where Nicole obviously exposed herself, even in y'all's own friendship, as far as you know her flaws and her toxicity and everything. So, can you talk a little about maybe some examples of things and why, even when she was doing that, and obviously showing you now her true colors, why you still stuck in the friendship for so long? Sure, and I think in the beginning. Um, I guess backtracking a little bit to before we just two lived together, when we lived in the sorority house, it it was more of an empathy type of thing, I feel. Mm. I felt that her personality traits were more of something that she couldn't really control at the time. I didn't fully realize to the extent that I do now that I just live with her, um, how toxic some of her traits can really be. But at the time, having the balance of other friends around constantly, I think kind of distracted me from how severe those toxic traits were slash they were impacting me as direct as they do now uh, one-on-one so it was definitely an empathy thing I always kind of felt like she was misunderstood and people always kind of had a bad reputation about her so I wanted to be that one friend that was always there for her despite all her flaws Um, and I wanted to give her that chance And I think that after a period of time, you can give and give and give. um, But when a person doesn't like come back and treat you with the respect that you gave them, it's obviously time to reevaluate, you know, the way you're treating them as well. So now looking at it, when we lived together this last year, the only reason I'd say I put up with it at this point was just for, um, you know, the livability of our home at the time, being able to come home and be comfortable, be able to come home and, you know, feel like I still had my friend there uh, was very important to me. So I kind of allowed the toxic traits to kind of get swept under the rug Mm -hmm. um, at the time, just so I could continue to live my life peacefully at the time. Yeah. So then you think that you basically were picking like I said, comfortability over actually true peace of mind, I guess, and actually like being separate from someone who was toxic? Yeah, definitely. And I think I knew probably after a few months of us living together alone that I wasn't really 
seeing our friendship growing in a positive direction at that point. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I had a whole another year to live with her essentially. And I was like, okay, either I'm going to, you know, make this awkward for the both of us in a place where neither of us really want to be, or I'm kind of just going to like suck it up and deal with it for now because it is only a year and I don't have to be friends with her after we graduate. And that's Mm kind of what I did. Gotcha. So you're kind of willing just to wait to see the light at the end of the tunnel instead of (laughs) stopping in the middle. Exactly. Yeah, that definitely makes sense because, you know, it can be really hard to find good roommates and then roommate changes and living changes are really frustrating. So um, definitely, I can understand from that perspective. And again, I know Sam mentioned also that even other girls were impacted by Nicole and her toxic ways and everything. Like, did anyone ever have a conversation with Nicole? Has anyone actually stood up to her and be like, hey, you do X, Y, and Z, and it's really annoying, or you really hurt these people? Because I feel like I haven't heard someone actually say this to her based on what Sam has expressed, even what you've expressed so far. Yeah, so it's a very rare thing, I'll tell you that, um, where someone does stand up to Nicole. Um, I think it's just this energy she has is just very intimidating for people. So it is very hard to speak up because when you do speak up, almost 100% guaranteed you're going to get some sort of backlash Mm. slash no apology. Um, So, you know, I'd say over the last two years that I have physically lived with her, I've probably stood up four or five times um, and had many more, you know, toxic conversations before that until I had stood up for myself. So Mm. definitely takes a lot to get through to her. And I think a few times we were able to get through to her as a group. Um, It's definitely very, very hard for her to admit her wrongdoings, though. So it's it's difficult. It's very difficult because I think she's been made aware multiple times, more than enough times, uh, how people feel about the way she talks to them, about how she Mm -hmm. treats them. Mm -hmm. Yet it seems that when you bring it up to her, she just doesn't realize she's doing it there's always kind of like a you know I don't know I'm sorry but like I don't know why I do this there's not really a true explanation behind it right right so yeah that sucks (laughs) those people are it's hard because you want to make them understand but I guess when you see that they're not going to understand anyways you're like why am I even gonna waste my breath trying to explain exactly Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a lot of what our friendship essentially was, was her getting really upset with me and me not being able to get through to her. So I just didn't want to waste my time. A lot of conversations we had just ended up um, at like a turning point where I didn't do anything about it because it wasn't getting through to her. So it was a very, very difficult time. And I guess a few examples of that was um, she did not have the greatest opinions about my boyfriend at the time and that was a really big argument between us because he wasn't really welcomed in our house Mm -hmm. Um, he was made like an uncomfortable environment when he would come to our house and that was something we always kind of fought about Um, she always kind of followed me and was on my tail about like when I was with him where I was with him Mm -hmm. um, kind of micromanaging me when I was with him and that Mm -hmm. was a big 
kind of feud between us that took a long time to kind of break down the true meaning behind that. And eventually she did relay to me that a lot of it came from her just being upset that I wasn't around as much, her being kind of jealous of the time I was spending with him. But that took a very long time for me to dig deep and actually get that true intention behind why she was treating me the way she was treating me, which I still just don't think is acceptable regardless of, you know, the reasoning. Right. And that's very exhausting too. It's like, I don't want to have to go through a whole long process to try to get the deeper reason of why you're feeling something. Yeah. And I think just as an overall perspective, you know, sometimes living with certain friends just is not the way to go. Mm -hmm. People's living styles are very different. The way people communicate is very different. And there's a lot of communication going on when you two live under the same household. Um, And that's something that we really struggled with just because, you know, we had a little bit of our differences when it came to like cleaning styles and like lifestyle habits and the way that she communicated her concerns about household things to me mm-hmm. just came off in a very personal attack, um, very rude wording, um, just a very, very toxic way of going about very common things that happen when you have a roommate. Right. <laughs> so right. um, just having to learn to live with someone that doesn't really know how to speak to people with respect um, was just a big indication for me that, all right, this is probably not going to be a long-term friendship because if she can treat me like this while we're living together, um, why would I continue to want to be friends with someone like that? Right, right. It's just not so that's actually going to benefit you in the long run. Right. Awesome. So A more, I guess, difficult question is that we obviously know that Nicole has her issues, right? She has proven that Mm -hmm. with you, with Sam, with other friends, it's been proven many times. But I know one of the things that I really enjoy with talking to people is it kind of gives them a chance to have accountability for, you know, their part in the situation and in a toxic friendship. So what do you think it is about you that kept someone like Nicole in your life? You know, whether it's personality, emotion, your mentality in the situation, know why were you keeping or still I guess kind of keeping her in your life I know you've touched on that a little bit but just I guess in a deeper sense maybe something that you have a pattern of just in friendships or relationships in general like would definitely want to hear a little bit more about that so like why do you think she'd want to stick around me or why I continued to keep her in my why life you decided yeah to keep her in your life at this point after just obviously seeing like I said multiple times that she's proven the kind of person that she is Um, just at this point, not completely cutting it off. I just feel like it's more of the history we have, the fact that we have known each other for so long. And the fact that I did stick out with her more than a lot of her friendships have, um, Mm. just kind of to me, it's more of, gosh, I guess it's kind of just hard to explain. Um, I don't know, really. It's just, yeah, we have a long history together. And I defended her essentially for a long time um, for people who were really against her. So I feel kind of bad almost because I know deep down she is a really good person and she has really good intentions. She's just got some serious issues when it comes to communicating with people. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, just like touching on that empathy thing, it's it's hard for me to just completely cut out someone in my life, especially someone that I've seen good come out of. Um, 
but also just a lot of negative things. And I think that only will come with time and with growth. And again, like I said, I think it's just time for us to grow as individuals. And I hope that there's a time again where we can both come back and be like, hey, we both may have had our flaws in our college days, whatever. But now we kind of know who we both are as individuals and we can come together and make a, you know, stronger friendship now that we're both more mature and have looked back and learned from our mistakes and our experiences. Yeah, that's completely fair. That's completely fair. And that kind of actually goes into my next question before we get into lessons learned is, you know, do you think that Nicole has the capability to truly grow from this point moving forward and to be that kind of person where someone wants to be friends with and have a healthy friendship with? I think she does. Um, I think that will probably come with a couple different things. And I think that she will either need to have a roommate that won't um, let her kind of like step all over them. Mm -hmm. I think one of the big things I regret is not speaking up earlier um, and not speaking up enough. Um, Just allowing it to happen and doing that sweeping under the rug thing that I was talking about um, is really one of the biggest things I think that allowed her to continue behaving the way that she did. Um, So I think it's just at the point where she will be able to grow if she has someone that is, I don't want to say put her in her place, but is able to kind of get on her level and show her that the way she's treating people truly is not okay. Um, That along with just, that's going to be on her own terms. I don't think a lot of people can essentially help her with that because she has been told many times. It's going to be a deeper understanding on her part. Um, where maybe she sees, you know, okay, I'm losing one of my friends that has been with me the longest. Maybe that means something. Maybe I should reevaluate things, but who truly knows because she is her own person. Right. And so it's unfortunate because it's basically something where you have to do what's best for you and step away and just kind of hope and wish, like, I hope that you find the growth that you need because like you said, she's not a bad person per se. Like you've seen good out of her and it's like, you want to see everyone do well and grow but sometimes you can't be there for it and that's I think the painful part just for both sides yeah exactly and I don't even know if she knows yet where I really stand um just because our communication right now is really skewed um Mm -hmm. but I think she will see as you know we're both moving to Denver at this point and I again plan to not really contact her at all after this so I hope that'll just be a realization for her, like, okay, I think now I kind of feel why she's not communicating to me anymore and looking back and seeing how she made me feel. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to what you had said earlier, do you th- are you not having like an actual conversation with her about not wanting to be friends just because like what you said of experiences of when you've tried to say, this is what you do, she doesn't listen. Yeah, and it's kind of just like a note where I'm completely ready to just move on. And I don't really feel the need to give her an explanation at this point, which seems kind of harsh. But I think the conversations we've had in the last few weeks leading up to this have kind of, you know, shown the direction that we're moving in a friendship. Um, And I think she knows that too, because she hasn't been reaching out you know, as much either. And I think we're both okay with that. And I think we both realize that it's going to take some time and it's going to take some space before things start feeling, if ever feeling the way that they ever have before. So. 
Yeah. And that's, that's completely fair. And I probably would think the same thing. And I think you definitely have a good mindset on it. Um, I'm glad that even through all of the pain or issues or anything that has come out of it, that now it just seems like you're just in a more at peace uh, mentality and a space with it too. Yeah, definitely. So then kind of wrapping it up, what would you say then are the lessons learned from this crazy friendship, long-term friendship with Nicole, at least paused for now? Um, I think the biggest lesson to learn is that you should always like stick to your gut when it comes to people. And I think, again, going along the lines of I understand that she's a good person and she'll probably grow one day. Um, just not letting people walk all over you. <laughs> um, even if you're living with them, I do wish to an extent that I didn't just let that comfortability overcome my mental health, my well-being, because I did allow that intention um, to get in the way of things. And I think you should always just be up forward and honest, explain to people how you're feeling. I definitely did not explain to her the full extent of how much her words were hurting me, um, the way she was talking to me and treating me was hurting me. And so really just be upfront and honest with your friends, express to them how you're feeling. And if they can't understand that, that's their problem. At least you tried. But if you don't try, then you'll probably end up walking on eggshells every day like I did. So. Right, which is so, so draining. And I have It's <laughs> extremely draining. Yeah, definitely. It is. So. And, I, and I really love those lessons learned. I just feel like this episode is probably so important. I just thank you so much for coming on just to show that you know, first of all, you said different personalities are going to have different situations with people, but also have different perspectives. Because between you and Sam, like before, when I got off with her, I was like, you know, why would her cousin still be friends with this person and all these things? And now hearing from your perspective, I'm like, I understand more, regardless. Yeah. And I think for our audience too, whether they would do the same thing, I think there's just a sense of understanding of like, like you said, the living situation, seeing the good in her, you all have a longer history. You don't want to turn your back on someone that you feel like has been left by pretty much everyone else at this point. Exactly. And I really just thank you for kind of offering. I think that's the biggest lesson here just for our audience is communication is so important too, just because a situation can be seen and handled so differently depending on the people involved and what can kind of happen when outside people are involved too and try to put their experience in a situation. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much thank for coming so much. on here. This was great. This went so differently than I expected, but <laughs> like in the best way. I think I was expecting for you to like, when you told me that you two weren't really friends anymore, I wasn't sure if it was going to be something where she's still kind of walking all over you and like you're just in that space of like being sad or whatever. I wasn't sure really what to expect, but like to hear you and now, obviously everyone else can't see you but I can see you <laughs> yeah. so to know that like you just seem so at peace with the situation and have learned and have grown so much of where you're trying to go and what that next phase of your life is going to look like so it's really fun for me to see as well yeah of course I mean it's it's a great feeling and I think it was a long time coming and it's been a big weight that's been lifted off my shoulder so if anything it's been a very very positive breakup, um, which you don't have very many of those in your life. But um, this has been one that's been really fulfilling for me. And I'm really excited to see the future without this person in my life for a little bit. Um, and just continue to grow as a person, let her grow as a person. Maybe one day we'll rekindle things and things will be better again. So 
Yeah, that's beautiful and very refreshing. Like you said, when it's a positive breakup, that doesn't happen very often. And I think that also shows a sign of maturity. So congratulations on your weight lifted. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you so much. (laughs) Go into the next phase, just feeling free of more, probably not all burdens, obviously dealing with everything else, but at least one of the burdens in your life off of your chest and off your shoulders. So Mm -hmm. thank you all for listening and tuning in. I hope you got some great lessons learned and just how perspectives change have communication with the closest people to you. And thank you, Anne, for offering that knowledge in today's episode. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you all. Thanks for tuning in. This is Gabby Scott. Talk to you later. In the beginning, we were inseparable to become one. Now a season's over. Absence is your trope.